Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Today I have a wonderful lady called Millie from The M Word. We are going to be talking about faith and motherhood. So Millie, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi guys, my name is Millie. I'm 26 and I'm a mum to a one-year-old called Cairo. Um, I'm a midwife and I'm a health visitor and I'm also a single mum. Oh wow. So tell me about your um, single mum journey then. How did you become a single mum? How have you found yeah. it? Yeah, so um, I was basically I was really good friends with someone okay. and that friendship evolved into us you know becoming more than friends yeah. and um, a few months into it I found out that I was expecting yeah. and obviously the pressure was there because we weren't really in a exclusive relationship the pressure was there I think from just like you know your culture I was heavily involved in church leadership I was en route to becoming a pastor wow. so yeah I had a lot of pressure to, I think getting rid of it would have been the easiest thing to do. But as soon as I was pregnant, I was like, there's no way I can get rid of this. I have to keep it no matter what happens. And that's how I became a single mum. So was he involved in the church as well? So did you meet in church? Mm, yeah, so we It did, would have yeah. been like a, a church scandal then, isn't it? Oh, it was. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah. like, how did you, how did the church take it when they found Ooh. out? It was a big shock. I think you couldn't find two of the most opposite people. I think nobody would have thought we were sleeping together. Nobody had any inkling that we were sleeping together. So for it to come out that I was pregnant was kind of like, what? Um, so the church leadership, they asked me to leave the church and go to a different branch, which was a smaller branch. So I'd be like kind of hidden. Um, that's that's the, a bit peculiar. Wouldn't they have asked you not to try and get married then? I would have assumed that they would have been pushing you not to get married. There was pressure for us to get married, but I think we both, to be honest, I think we both looked at each other and was like, with everything that's happening, getting married would just make our problems worse. I didn't know the type of person he was really. He doesn't know the type of person I was. So we weren't really looking to get married at the time. And so because of that, I felt like the church was just like, you go, I think it will just settle things a little bit. Um, yeah so they asked me to go to a smaller branch and then yeah we just had like counseling from our pastor okay. and yeah that's so how do, it went do you was he did they ask him to leave as well or they just asked you no to leave? they just that's, asked me to leave that is <laughs> yeah. really that's really bad <laughs> yeah well, yeah i know <laughs> i did find it strange at first um but i feel i feel i can only I think I tried to make excuses and I just say, I think they were trying to protect me from the opinions of people. Yeah. Our church is like 500 people on a Sunday. So it's a lot of people, a lot yeah. of opinions. But I do think when you treat somebody like that, it sends a message almost like you're ashamed of me. Yeah. God's ashamed of me. So yeah. people should be ashamed of me. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think in my, in my younger days, I was heavily involved. I'm a, I'm a born again Christian. So I was heavily yeah. involved in the church and I was, they were kind of like you, they were kind of pushing me to like that minister kind of position. Yeah. And then I kind of had to break away because um, I, 
I've shared this on my platform before, but when I was seeing my son's dad, um, I had mm-hmm. a termination and then it was something oh. that I shared with my, my pastor. And I kind oh. of feel like there's a sp- particular scripture in the Bible that says, do not cast your pearls to swine. Not that the pastor's swine, swine yeah. God forgive me, but yeah. But like <laughs> yeah. I told him my vulnerability. I told him that, look, this is what has happened and this is what I'm going to do kind of thing. And um, I found that whenever like a young, cause I used to be like the, church youth minister kind of thing so whenever like a young girl would get pregnant you know they'll be like oh you've had an abortion you can go and talk her out of it kind of thing so it was yeah and I just felt like there was there was a lot of if for example on a Saturday night if I would go raving I'll be so scared because I'd be like oh if I don't go to church in the morning I'm gonna get judged or you know so I feared my pastor more than I fear God if you get what I mean and down to the pure fact that obviously you're in the church and you're fornicating you're having sex like I would I was kind of living two lives I'll be like this Christian girl on a Sunday and then still be having sexual intercourse with with my son's dad kind of thing yeah so it was like I kind of and there was a particular a man in the church that used to say to me that, listen, um, Khalifa, come as you are. Do you understand? Come yeah. as you are because God's, God can see what you're doing. And I think that yeah. we as human beings, we place pastors in such a... I was so afraid this of my I was so mm. afraid of him than God, you know? So yeah. it, was, it wasn't until I just, I broke away from, from yeah. that. I didn't break away from God. I broke away yeah. from... From the church and when you're saying that like what they did like just shunning you away it yeah it kind of it reminds me of like how i used to feel in feel. it's such a bad feeling yeah it's yeah it's bad. And i feel so bad for certain girls that are in the church right now that are going through things it took me a very very long time to break i haven't had sexual intercourse in two years you know so it's oh my god you're strong <laughs> <laughs> can you see my hair <laughs> But it took me such a long time to like break away from certain things. And I think that there isn't that much, there aren't that many people talking about the real struggles about like having faith and and motherhood. You know, it's kind of like, all right, fine. If you're in a church right now and you're pregnant, if you have an abortion, you're going to get judged. If you have the child, you're going to get judged. You know, so like where, how, how can I win? I believe it's, I believe it's like, I believe it's like Stockholm syndrome where I think as Africans in our culture, we always have one token person. So even in the religious community, there has to be one black person that sets the rules. And I think in church, we, we put the pastors in that role, but I was so happy that I was rejected because I had to be, I had to be disappointed by them to put, able to see who god really is does that make sense yeah because i was so lost in that source i was so lost in the um going to church multiple times a week praying for this many hours even though i was having sex on the side you know i was i was so lost in the religiousness of it Mm. and having my world crumble and the people that i thought were my family disappoint me and reject me almost show me that they were never really there for me, mm. made me turn to God and made me appreciate who God is. And almost it started like a real, real relationship with God. And it's, it's unfortunate because I think in our culture, we, we kind of bring our culture into church Definitely. and we, 
we we um, push the narrative that a lot of things are the women's fault. So even when a girl gets pregnant, it's her fault. Mm-hmm. Whatever judgment, it it's always goes down to her. But I think we need more people to have a true relationship with God because God is not like that at all. He is come as you are. He is yeah. when I died on the cross, I knew this would happen. And I have a plan for it yeah. if you let him do yeah, it. So, definitely, yeah. definitely. And I think that a lot of yeah like I said even if when you are pregnant and you do go back to the church it's kind of like oh look at what happened to her you know don't be like yeah. her and Gosh. I know many women that are in relationships that are married right now and they are in the church and they are in the church and you're not happy do you understand mm-hmm. so, uh yes it's like I'll never forget there was a particular day that I was in church and there was a couple and I was looking at them like oh my god I can't wait to have that you know they had their arms around each other and then in the because I I used to drive to church and then I remember I was saw them outside in the parking lot they were arguing don't touch me you know and I was like (laughs) but this is not what you displayed you had your arm around your wife in the church you had your you know you know so I just feel like like the man used to say to me in church and he wasn't even a pastor he used to just say to me you know what Khalifa come as you are come as you are don't don't front don't front for anybody you know and yeah God I don't know how single moms are doing it without having a relationship with God because for me you know I'm unapologetically Christian I am not perfect do you understand I do mess up on a daily basis do you understand yeah. but but yeah. god do you get what i mean yeah. but yeah. god you know and yeah. i kind of feel like every day i can hit the reset button and it's kind of like fine you messed up yesterday reset button today you messed up another day reset button so i don't know how moms are doing it without having a faith you know so how do you feel like your faith has helped you you know mother Cairo? oh god my faith <laughs> My faith saved me from the day I found out I was pregnant because I, I mean, looking at who I was sleeping with, it wasn't like he was a terrible person, but I just knew it was highly unlikely that we were going to get married. So I knew that in keeping the baby, I was more than likely going to become a single mum. But there was just something in me, and I'm sure it was God just telling me that it will be fine. Keep yeah. the baby, you will be okay. And there's been days. I'm sure every mum knows there's some days where you're sick, you're tired, you don't even know how you're going to get through the rest of the day. But it's God's grace and God's strength that literally keeps me going. You know, like, I think sometimes in our culture, when you're African and these things happen to you, they almost make you feel hopeless. Like you're never going to amount to anything. You're never going to get married. You're never going to have anything of significance in your life because you've made this one mistake. but God yeah God literally gives me so much hope and God allows me to put one foot in front of the other and he gives me the grace to embarrass my enemies like God he's my everything do you know what I mean (laughs) God is my everything he's literally I feel like he's the other parent he's my man do you know what I mean yeah (laughs) Yeah. so um what is is Kyra's dad involved in his life um Cairo's dad well he was involved at the beginning of his life um but he's I think he's just made the decision now not to be involved with Cairo at all because that's the same position I'm in in regards to my oh really yeah 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 he's not not involved at at all and um it's kind of like a a a blessing in disguise because yeah I just feel like like that as well yeah I would yeah that kind of toxic because I feel like if you treated me it might be different but if you treated me in a particular way I wouldn't want that to be 
brought to mm. to the relationship mm. between you and the child because sometimes I've I say to my, my girlfriends that men act different with different people do you understand mm. so, and mm. oftentimes that the way a man feels about the, the mum might be the way he acts towards the child and I wouldn't mm. want that to to happen even though yeah. I would love for my child to have a, a relationship with his dad but up until the yeah. time that like he's mature enough to know that you know what, feel the same this is yeah. my child as well yeah. yeah I think it's really hard for me because I'm such a like outspoken person so it's just like coming from a single parent home myself when I see like maybe my son's father doesn't put or doesn't treat my son the way I feel like he should be treated not that he treats him poorly but just like making him a priority and it like I'm I will say it because I feel like I've really put my son in this position that we shouldn't make it worse, if that makes sense. We should try our best to give him everything that he deserves. So I feel like because I'm so outspoken, it kind of negatively goes against me, if that makes sense. I don't think, I don't feel like guys like women necessarily that always are talking. Yeah, but it's my child, you know what I mean? So I feel like, yeah, like when he's mature enough to be ready to co-parent in a, wholesome way then yeah I'll be ready to do that how have you navigated like dating being a single mother and like incorporating your faith as well have you found it hard oh. <laughs> yeah I mean at first um so at first after I gave birth to my son me and my child's father dated for a bit and then we were actually thinking okay maybe we could get married but that didn't work out and then I found myself in this in an odd place because I was like oh am I gonna am I going to wait on God? Like they all say to do, am I going to go out there and date? So I tried to wait on God for a bit. (laughs) You got tired of waiting, girl. (laughs) I just found that the Christian culture is a bit toxic in saying that a female needs to wait for a man to come to her. And once that man comes, it's more than likely going to be her husband. That is so unrealistic because it gives the girls the narrative that every guy that comes along is potentially your husband. Imagine thinking every guy that speaks to you is potentially, you can't live like that. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to go out there and I'm going to date and I'm going to, I'm going to get to know myself and see what I like romantically in a guy because I have no idea. I had no father figure growing up. So I don't know how guys are. I don't know anything about guys. So I'm going to go... Do you think yeah. that because you had no father figure growing up that that played a part in the choices that you made dating? Or do you oh, of course, yeah, of course, yeah, hundred percent. I had, I literally had nobody grow like growing up. I've had nobody tell me, "Oh, Millie, you're pretty, you're beautiful, and you're stunning." I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> I had none. I had none of that growing up. All I was told is, when you grow up, get get your degree, you get married, or and don't have sex right now. I was never told about my value, and that's why on my Instagram I put out all these things because I literally had none of that. Nothing growing up. I I never was told how guys are. Nothing. So I'm kind of like learning all these things now at the age of 26 which is really weird like about my self-worth and I'm actually beautiful and I'm actually valuable and I shouldn't give myself away to dickheads to go I mean. <laughs> yeah. um but yeah dating has really helped me to even just see the value of myself like oh wow okay I'm not with my child's father but there's plenty of guys out there who who would want me yeah 
who would want me and my who would want me and um want to be with me and are willing to accept a child so it's giving me that confidence that I need and yeah I like it so would you only date a guy that's a Christian then or yeah I would yeah yeah so it limits my pool a lot I mean I am open to getting to know non-Christians but I do believe if I am going to marry you we do need to have the same same mindset when it comes to like raising our children and what environment they're going to be in yeah yeah that's awesome so you haven't are you currently in a church now or um so I'm currently looking for a new church home at the moment yeah okay so what inspired because I actually saw you on on Instagram what inspired you to actually start your um your blog your Instagram your podcast oh thank you um so after I had my son and after the relationship with my child's father didn't work out, I was kind of like, oh God, what, like, what do I do now? <laughs> mm. what, where does my life go from here? Because I really didn't see any of this happening in my life. And I just found that I had to find myself again. I, I feel like I actually just found my true self. So I just started reading the Bible during quarantine and reading books and just journaling and just really thinking about what I wanted to do. And what I wanted to do was just encourage other young women who perhaps didn't have a father figure in their home or perhaps were single mums as well, or just perhaps didn't know about their self-worth. So I started blogging here and there, and then I thought, I hate Instagram, but I thought, let me just make it Instagram. And then, yeah, that's where it went. So why why did you call it the M word? Ah, so the M word was, um, it was basically to discuss motherhood, but also because my name's Millie. Um, but also to discuss um, mistakes and yeah, motherhood. It's about me, Millie, and just mistakes as well. So, like, when you actually have been speaking to like young moms um, through your blog posts and your Instagram, what's, yeah. what do you feel like they're echoing right now in regards to like relationships and single motherhood? Yeah, I in this season speaking to a lot of women. I think a lot of women are feeling lonely. Yeah. Um, yeah loneliness is what I'm getting and the pressure to settle purely because it suits the loneliness and I think just in general I think loneliness and pressure is what pushes a lot of us to do a lot of things definitely Um, it's a lot of peer pressure everybody else is in a relationship everybody else has that bag everybody else has a frontal everybody else has got a man so Yeah, but a lot of people are a lot like you said a lot of people are settling and that's what you know people mm. are not are not seeing the pure fact that people are crying they, people mm-hmm. are getting cheated on people are in struggle love you know but yeah. you don't see that on an instagram post you just see people people smiling and you, you don't, don't. Know the difficulties that they have to face like look when i sometimes when i look at all all of these celebrities and people are like oh couples goals look at jada pinky yes yes look at that did you know that was going to come out about their relationship no idea you can't base your life on other people's relationships and if you're not 100 you know if you're not i honestly feel like i had to get to a position whereby i had to be happy being alone like I had yes. to stop waiting for someone to come and rescue me because yeah. the devil will put people in front of you that will waste your time. So you need oh, to be, I say it a lot, you need to be your own Rapunzel and pull your hair, your hair down and climb down through your frontal, you know, because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no one is going to come and rescue you. You know, yeah. you need to rescue yeah. yourself and you have to. Yeah. And I think a lot of times men can see vulnerability off of a woman, you know, so oh, they smell it. 
they can smell it. They can go to mm -hmm. a nightclub and they can see 10 girls and they will pick out the most vulnerable one and be like, all right, cool. This one's, this one's an easy target. This one's, this one's easy, you know? So you need to learn how to be happy alone. I'm still going to, yeah. still learning this myself, but of up course, until the time yeah. that you can be alone and be happy, when you do meet someone else, you could be like, all right, fine. You are adding something, but even if you walk away, I'm not going to die. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I remember um, me and my child's father when we were in our like relationship counselling. I think it was like the first session for marriage counselling. And um, I remember looking at him as he was answering the questions and I just thought to myself, I'm not happy with you. And it wasn't anything he'd done. It wasn't who he was. I just wasn't happy in the situation. And I just thought to myself, I could settle, I could die and make this relationship work for the sake of having a family. But I just thought I am worth so much more, even with a child. Um, so I, I thank God almost that I had my son because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have had to have find myself and fallen in love with myself. Um, so yeah, no, yeah, yeah, 100%. A lot of people are settling yeah so what would you tell young girls about like having a relationship with god and being pregnant mm -hmm. right now what's the one thing you would actually say because you've been you've been through it yeah i would say that god sees you i say a, a lot of the times you feel like nobody sees you you're misunderstood nobody understands but god sees you and he understands all and i want to also say that you just have to a relationship with god is not mystical it's very honest. It's based off who you are. God knows who you are. God knows what you've done. He knows what you are going to do. And he says he's loved you already. Wow. So you have to take comfort in knowing that no matter what you've done and no matter what you're going to do, God says he has his heart set on you and he will give you all that you desire and more should you just rest in that simple fact and accept it and live your life on that fact. That is awesome. That is awesome. Oh, I also, also want to um, add to that because I remember when I was going through my, um, I don't know, air of loneliness when I was um, yeah. pregnant with, with my son and I was just going through the Bible and there was a, a particular bit in the Bible with Haggai and um, when Sarah yes. and yeah when Haggai yes. was she was in the wilderness and she was quote unquote the first single mama in the Bible yes yeah, yeah. And, yeah first single mama in the Bible and it wasn't even her fault you know so she yeah. then was like oh god I'm gonna kill my son because there's no food for him what am I gonna yeah. do you know and then yeah. the angel appeared before her and the angel said look up you know and yeah, when she yeah. looked up she saw a fountain of water and that has been something that's echoed through my life that every single time wow. I've had a struggle every single time I'm lonely every single time I'm sad every single time I can't handle my finances God's like look up every single time wow. you look around you things will mess up you know if you yeah. just keep your eyes fixed on God at all times yeah. He's so faithful. You know, it, it, it will work out. It will work yeah. out. Don't listen to your friends. Don't listen to this one, that one, because everyone has their own, you know, reality. Like I remember when, mm -hmm. I, when I had my son and when he was going through um, colic, he had when he had colic and my aunties would be like no do this and then do that and then you know swaddle mm -hmm. him and then you know everyone mm -hmm. has their own voice their own opinion their own opinions when it comes to you your career path your parenting skills your future but yeah they are not god you know yeah that's between yeah. 
you, your relationship between you and your child is you and your child. Your relationship between yep. you and God. You know, so yep. even if you're 26 and you're not in a relationship, 32, yeah. 33, yeah. and you're not where you want to be. Like once yep. you have life, you have hope, you know? So yeah. that's something I, I always tell people that, like, all right, fine. You haven't got it figured out. So what? You know, yeah. so what? Half of the bil- billionaires that make it to billionaires until they were 36, 37. Yeah. So many of them yeah. dropped out of school. You know, Lisa yeah. Nichols, who I absolutely love. She is, um, she is a single mom. She's a, she's a billionaire now. She's just, oh, wow. yeah, she's just got engaged and she's in oh, her wow. 60s. You know, oh my god, <laughs> she yeah, she's in her sixties. So I'm just like, where, why are we, why are we in a rush? And if it happens, that is magnificent, Jonathan. And if it doesn't happen, does that mean that your life will end if you don't meet the one? And if you don't, it doesn't. You know, get where you think, quote unquote, you should be on this unrealistic checklist that we have in life. Yeah. It's, it's so true. I was listening to, uh, I can't remember, one of a female preacher yesterday, and she said she wishes she could shoot the person who said marriage was the goal. And she said marriage is not the goal. A healthy relationship is the goal. And that's not necessarily with somebody else. It just might mean having a healthy relationship with God or with yourself. That is the goal. If you can find a healthy relationship and it goes towards marriage, amazing. But why would you want to have something toxic just to say, oh God, I'm married? Why? Why? It's so much more better just to be content in yourself. And I think if we could even achieve that, we would raise such a a stronger generation who knows who they are because they're not raised in an environment that is so cold and toxic, even though the parents both are at home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I, I I fully I fully agree with you. I think relationships with yourself is is more is more important. And I think that yeah. when you have a child, like I've got a son, so I've got the added pressure that having a, a, a black son as well in this generation that I have to Gosh. I have to be prayerful. I have to keep watching. If you do meet someone and they are toxic and they do distract you, like yes. you don't know what the enemy might try and you know what he has yes. planned. So we need to be vigilant being yes. moms, being black women and having black sons, you know? So Girl, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's Mm-mm. scary. Like I watched something mm-hmm. on YouTube yesterday. It was called Joy and about this mm-hmm. this um single mom she was working all the time and her uh-huh. son yeah she moved to south london with her son and he just derailed you know and he ended up oh getting, my gosh yeah yeah he just she was trying so hard praying for him everything and he just just got involved in this gangster life and then um ended oh up getting gosh. stabbed yeah the husband <gasps> ended up getting, getting stabbed and oh. living in east london i live in east london but living in east london the mm. amount of things I see it's really really scary raising black children in 2020 in this generation you know and I think that if you try and be a single mom especially having a son you need prayer like I need prayer (laughs) if anyone's listening pray for me you know like we need prayers because it is hard raising black boys it's hard because so many things are pulling and tugging at them so yeah. many things that all we can do all i can do is lean on god unapologetically yeah. i cannot do yeah. this by myself yeah. even if i had my a partner i we wouldn't be able to do this by ourselves that's the reality Mm-mm. because yeah the world is after your child yeah 100 percent. able to fight for them 
Yeah, I think you've got it right though. I remember my pastor's wife telling me she was just because I was com- I was confiding in her like, okay, so how do I raise a child on my own and make sure that I don't give him what I've done? Like, I don't instill that in him or the trauma of not having a dad at home. And she was just like, in her many years of pastoring, she's seen that she's seen the most affluent of people with the best home and the best schools and the kids turn out like utter crap she's seen a single mum from the block and her son's gone on to be a doctor or a lawyer do you know what i mean and she said it literally comes down to the grace of god it sometimes yeah. we almost think it's chance but it's the grace of god and should you just rely on the grace of god and do what you can your child can only turn out to be amazing do you know what i mean so i don't think it's honestly i don't think it's what you have but who you serve that, those are lyrics i love that it's, it's not what you have it's who you serve that is awesome <laughs> that is absolutely awesome so i was gonna ask you where what have you got planned for the rest of the year ah uh, so oh gosh so hopefully uh, i'll be releasing season two of my podcast um, yes. <laughs> yeah just a few more instagram posts blog posts and then i'm moving into conference speaking so I've got a few conferences that I'll be speaking at virtually. And then hopefully in 2021, I'll also be flying out to America to speak at a few. That is awesome. That yeah. is awesome. Where can um, people find you on social media? Yep. So my podcast is called The M Word. Um, my Instagram is The M Word with three underscores. I have a website called www b-mword.co.uk and you can email me at b underscore mword at yahoo.com okay thank you so much for taking the time out to speak to me today and oh, thank you for having me it's fine you've been listening to happy single mums you can find me on instagram khalifa and josiah i would love to connect i let my feet roll.